0: Welcome to IB Voices, my name is Sky. I'm seeking out unique stories from IB alumni all over the world. This is a special companion episode that links to our previous discussion with Aaron Goh and Klaus Tan, graduates of the Anglo-Chinese school independent in Singapore. Previously, we spoke with Aaron and Klaus about their friendship and their advice for IB students. Since our first conversation, Aaron and Klaus began working together on a project in response to COVID-19. It's called More Viral Than the Virus. They gathered volunteers from over 100 countries to craft an international message speaking to young people around the world with the goal of educating and informing the public about the current crisis. We handed the mic over to them to lead the discussion. We hope you enjoy it.
1: Hello, my name is Aaron. I am graduated from IB in 2015 uh, from Anglo-Chinese School Independent in Singapore. Currently, I'm a fourth year medical student at the Likongchen School of Medicine, and that's in Singapore.
2: I'm Klaus, uh, also from Anglo-Chinese School Independent in Singapore, Graduate of the class of 2018, and I'm currently an operations officer in the governmental service.
1: Yeah, so, MVTV in short, that's uh, more viral than the virus. We started off uh, with Klaus and another friend of ours who who wasn't previously from the IBA. Uh, Essentially it's an international campaign and right now we've got volunteers from over a hundred countries. We really started with a letter that was written from medical students to the world and our message was quite simple then. Um, It was really just encouraging everybody to to stay home um, and to follow the advice of of the governments and of the WHO. Um, Gradually, as, as time went by, and, and the project advanced. I think we, we developed and we started taking on board more projects and the projects of that nature involve things like combating misinformation. Um, so far, we've uh, I, I would like to think that we've been quite successful in our outreach. Um, we've been featured in the press uh, in Singapore, Indonesia, Mexico. I think our biggest one so far was uh, the DPA in Germany, which is kind of like the AFPA or, or the Reuters of Germany. And I think estimated from all our social media outlets and our, and our news outreaches, we probably have at least 7 million impressions uh, worldwide via all these channels. Um, I think that w- we really had two main goals when we were coming out of this project. And the first one was to correct perceptions. I think especially amongst young people in the years of uh, this pandemic, um, a lot of them weren't taking the pandemic very seriously. I recall this video that I saw where a, a lot of youngsters were on a beach and they were, they were celebrating their spring break. And they were saying things like, you know, oh, corona isn't really going to stop my spring break. You know, I've worked really, really hard for for this break. And I guess to a certain extent, I, we do empathize with, with them, you know, with the struggles of being a student. But at the same time, we also realized then uh, the need to temper that with considerations of public health and, and being socially responsible. The second thing that we wanted to do was really to combat misinformation. Again, as the pandemic evolves from week to week, you know, so much will change. That the what was true yesterday may not necessarily be true the next week. And I think even worse is that sometimes um, you know there may be rumors or there may be what we call fake news going around, and we really wanted to you know call out all that that so-called fake news and in a in a kind of light-hearted way really, and take this as an opportunity and a platform to educate uh, the public and the world. Yeah, our, our vision really is to change the world uh, one viral campaign at a time. We want to present the information that we, we have in a way that is readily understood. And we want it to, to stay relevant, uh, especially to, to the young people and youth who are active on social media. And yeah, we feel that this is a message that needs to be, to be heard by everyone around the world.
2: There's currently an overload of information in the media space, but a doff of what's essential. And we feel that people really need to hear what is essential uh, amidst all this clutter. Many things are going viral right now, such as people being enraged in arguments, people engaged in coronavirus protests, lots of mistruths and fake news about how the virus spreads too. And we as youth ourselves, we feel that youths are disengaged with large organizations, they do not respect their government, they do not respect global authorities on this matter, and they just won't hear what these organizations that have been here for so many years have to say. They feel that the organizations have filled them with lots of bureaucracy and delivering what's true in a timely manner. And on some level, there is a disconnect between the reality of the virus and that it kills, and the youths wanting to live their own lifestyles uh, in normal circumstances. We're of this age group ourselves and given the expertise and the medicine field, as most of our participants that contribute towards this project are medical students themselves and a bit of creativity, We believe that this uh, global involvement of representatives from more than 110 countries involving about 50 medical students from 50 countries can provide diverse perspectives and reach this uh, target market to inform them and better educate them on what they should do in such an uncertain time. There are two essential ways in which an individual can contribute to this situation and make it better. First way is by protecting themselves from getting infected. And the second would be to prevent themselves from infecting another with the virus. Uh, throughout this whole initiative, we urge people to be more reflective of their actions. And we make real the risk involved in simple things that pursue personal interests. For example, if they would want to go out in such a time like this, we advise them strongly against, because it presents a risk to themselves and a risk to those around themselves. Also, we try to encourage care and concern because uh, in a climate of isolation, lockdowns, circuit breakers and quarantines, compassion has never been more needful. Uh, We find that with all these isolatory measures, uh, the human connection is gradually tapering off and many find themselves lonely. So extending a platform like this which is helpful in Advising them on how to go about their daily schedules and yet encouraging them to practice this essential human element of responsibility would just make this world so much a better place to live in so Aaron, have skills you learned in the ivy helped you with this campaign?
1: Yeah, so on my part, I think the two biggest uh skills in in the i b from the ivy level profile really um probably open mindedness and communication. Um, and I'll explain these in turn, but with open mindedness I think when you when you have a project on such a large scale involving so many people and everybody has their own incredible story to tell uh, based on the background, the country you know the school that they they went to you know everyone is going to have a different opinion and and sometimes you know when we when we start off the project, we have a certain idea of, of how it's going to look out, how it's going to turn out. And you know, but along the way, as people come along, they say, you know, maybe you could do this because I think in my country, it, it works better this way. And some other people might come along and say, you know, oh, you know, it's a good idea maybe in your country, but like, you know, that doesn't quite gel very well uh, with, with people over here. You know, it can come across in a different way. So I think for myself, it's uh, really been so necessary to keep a broad perspective, to keep my mind open and be accepting of uh, the different perspectives that, that people bring to the table bearing in mind that everybody really is trying to contribute to the overall good and the success of this project and the second one being communication uh, I think quite naturally again with, with big projects you know it's also very easy to to get lost in such a, a big organization sometimes even when communicating complex instructions may not be so easy sometimes there's miscommunication sometimes there's a you know, there's a lack of communication you know all all these are potential pitfalls in, in such a large project, but um, I think being mature young adults, you know, we need to take that in our stride as well. Uh, we need to do our very best, try and mitigate communication issues uh, even before they, they crop up.
2: For myself, um, I think in the IB learners profile that really helped me was being knowledgeable. Because when we are doing such a project which involves the spreading of information rather than disinformation. We have to be really careful about what we disseminate out in the open space and ensure that our attempts to bust myths don't create more myths instead. It definitely helps to read up lots on this uh, new topic of the coronavirus and see how we can package those really complex ideas, the scientific workings behind it, distill them down into simple actions and communicate it to our target audience. Next one would be being thinkers. Obviously, the main goal, as the name of our project suggests, More Viral Than the Virus, is to get all these simple instructions to people on how they can protect themselves and protect others in a very viral fashion. In every project we undertake, we try to tie in the diverse pool of members that we've managed to rope from all around the world to participate in this project, yet presenting these simple instructions in a creative manner. Many of these instructions like washing your hands, wearing a mask, donning personal protective equipment, and practicing social distancing, basic messages that don't need much uh, packaging for us to get the meaning across. However, for people to listen to an instruction like this and act upon it is the next step that we have to actively find out ideas on how to make them listen to these pieces of advice because listening to an advice is one thing and taking action on that advice with a personal revelation on how it bears significance in their life is another thing and we try to bridge the gap between these two islands.
1: Right so I think one of the biggest things for our campaign right now is that we've just started a fundraiser uh, and this fundraiser um, is meant to, I think, firstly, bring all of us together, um, our volunteers from all around the world, and bring the communities that we've reached out to, all of us come together and, and say that, you know, we want to make a commitment, we want, we want to fundraise for the World Health Organization at a time where, you know, this pandemic is, is really so far-reaching and every country is affected, you know, the need for multilateral international cooperation has never been more necessary so yes, you can definitely contribute uh, and, and get involved by helping out with our fundraiser. You can put in a small sum if if you'd like. Other things on the horizon for us would be, um, I think we're starting to look at a collaboration with the World Health Organization. You know, We're trying to figure out how we can all work together in, in this crisis. And the last thing that we, that we are doing really is that we're starting to launch local movements. Um, seeing that we've we've had some success launching a local chapter of More Viral Than The Virus in Mexico. And right now, uh, their page is coming up to 1,000 likes and over 4,000 shares on one post alone. Um, so we're starting to, to create more local movements in various other countries. Uh, on the horizon right now, I think there's, there's Malaysia, uh, India is also coming up pretty soon. We are also looking for or always on the lookout for more volunteers who can contribute your, your own special gifts, talents and skills you know, to switch things up with with our projects. So if you'd like to get involved, you can definitely reach out to us on Instagram, Facebook, or email, and we'd definitely be most happy to see how you could help out and in what capacity. So, you know, just to to close this interview off, um, what advice would the both of you have um, for individuals who are interested to, to launch their own projects that might inspire them?
2: Initially, this whole project started off with the simple idea of a localized broadcast on YouTube with sound medical advice on how to protect yourselves during this uh, coronavirus season. But uh, advancing it to the next level, was, which was to take the project to a scale that was larger than ourselves, something that would reach out to the nations of the world. That really took lots of faith. From my perspective, it would be to set an ambitious goal and put in all effort to achieving it. Regardless of whatever comes your way that says that you might not be able to accomplish it, you still have to fix your eyes on the goal and stand firm in your conviction. And in the end, you would be able to get there. We as leaders are commissioned to create change. So whatever strengths you have, use it in this project. And when you have exhausted all these strengths, find more people with different diverse strengths to get on board. They will complement your skills and together you would be able to build something big that you are truly proud of.
1: And uh, for myself, if I had to give advice to anyone on this podcast listening out and, you know, also wanting to, to start up something of your own, you know, it may or may not be COVID related, you, you might want to start off an initiative in some other area, you know, whether it's social justice or otherwise. I think the first thing that, that's really important is that you need to know the why um, why are you doing this? What about this issue is is making you so fired up and passionate about wanting to start something? Um, because I feel that once you have the conviction and the passion for that issue, um, the rest of it should come fairly naturally. Um, the commitment to, to drive the, the project forward, even when it seems like you guys are going nowhere. Because, you know, difficulties are, I guess, inevitable in every project. You know, it's likely that you you will run into them at some point of time. Um, but if you know the why and if you know uh, the reasons why you're pursuing this project, you know that motivation will see you through uh, even the roughest of sports, even, even when you feel like things are going nowhere. And the second thing I'd like to say is that do take each opportunity uh, that comes your way and, and work at it to the best of your ability. Sometimes you, you really um, don't know where the opportunity is going to land up, but you, I guess you wouldn't know if you don't try. And, and linking back to what Klaus said, um, you know, the risks that you don't take are the rewards that you miss.
0: Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this conversation, head to our previous episode for an additional discussion with Aaron and Klaus. Read more stories about IB graduates on blogs.ibo.org. Thank you for listening.